So back in 1992, uh, there was a realtor by the name of Pat French who was in Santa Fe of Santa Fe, New Mexico, and it was she was on her way to take her young, turning teenage tweener, whatever you want to call it, daughter and a friend to see the first woman that led the Cherokee tribe. She stopped at a luxury hotel to drop off some papers because she heard that there was this mega-rich New Yorker that was shopping for a ranch in New Mexico. Thought she might be able to help. Uh, they rang the doorbell to the suite there that day in 1992, and it wasn't the man that answered. Apparently, it was a bunch of young girls, just a little bit older than her daughter, she said, but not much. She assumed that this must be the daughters of the person who was looking for the ranch. Uh, she said, I thought it must be his daughters and friends. He took along on the trip. There were all these girls a little bit older than my daughter, not much. What she did not know, and even had she known, she did not know that this person looking for a ranch in New Mexico was Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, had she even known his name, she wouldn't have known why. She didn't have any idea that Jeffrey Epstein had no daughters. She just knew that here was a guy who was looking to buy a ranch, uh, quote, far, really far from people. Um, the rest is history. She was told they have money, and uh, they were ready to buy a ranch. And, of course, as we all know, he bought that ranch right there in the middle of the King Parcel, King Ranch there. Uh, supposedly bought it from Kings. And, of course, if you don't know who the Kings is, uh, Gary King, Bruce King was the governor of New Mexico. Gary King, who was the governor's son, he was running for state attorney general that year. Epstein don donated $15,000 to his primary campaign. Um, yeah, there was a lot of donations that went on. And as we know, basically he wanted to start a ranch, but he didn't have – interesting, he didn't have any livestock on that ranch. Candace. He did not. No, he was starting a whole new herd. Different kind. Different kind of herd. The Epstein breed is what he was trying to start. Precisely. Because he was bringing in girls. He was wanting to bring in 20 at a time, impregnate them with his seed, mm -hmm. and then have all rights to the baby. And uh, yeah. Create a whole new Create race, a whole new of, race people. of Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a lot that is there. I mean, you start to uncover these things about Jeffrey Epstein, and you really want to you want to take a bath, you know? It's definitely disturbing, and that was just one of the accounts that we found. Right. The origin, like the origin of finding the King family was a little different. It was a podcast that had uh, somebody had written in, and her father was a big wig in the hotel and spa industry mm -hmm. and he um did a lot of these spas in sedona and up in new mexico and he was approached by a woman who wanted him to do a favor for a family friend this woman would end up being Ghislaine maxwell and he went over to the ranch and they started talking about the design that they wanted they wanted like a luxury spa and rooms built and so he obviously was like no issue we could do that no problem but they also wanted him to provide a list of masseuses that could work the spa yeah and they kept on pressing him that they wanted young masseuses 
so he kept pressing back you know of course yeah you know no problem and they were like no we want young masseuses yeah so he kind of had an inkling and um they eventually told him you know i don't think this partnership is going to work out we're going to go with a different designer but that would have ended up being uh jeffrey epstein and in that podcast and i can insert a clip here but they bleep the name of the family the king family so i heard it was like the blank family Mm -hmm. and so i just started researching new mexico powerful families and through research came down to the kings and you actually have plat maps yes that show this and you could throw this up as a graphic possibly if those of you can see it we're sitting here looking at these plat maps and you could see you know all of these properties what's owned by the state of new mexico and leased out by the kings what's leased out by the king family Mm -hmm. what belongs to gary king bill king and their company the yeah their companies what belongs to blm uh and then and then you have right here epstein slash cypress 220 zorro ranch Mm -hmm. road and we hear a lot about this island in the Virgin Islands. And if you haven't watched the, the three episodes we did, this is kind of a this is kind of a, an appendix to it. And Candace did such a just a ridiculously good job of just gathering information that it just felt like so much was left unsaid. Oh, yeah. Because the point of the special when we did those three parts was to point out the the iceberg that was there. Because so many people, they see it and they're like, okay, he was a creep. He's dead now. Mm-hmm. End of story. There's so much that's there. Yeah, I can sit here. I can read you a story about a 15-year-old girl that was allegedly held hostage on Epstein's Island. And, you know, pretty horrifying stuff to read these things. I mean, it's just absolutely like reading something out of a fiction novel. And, yeah, it's it's you crazy. You think, well, this happens this happens in other countries, right? Oh, no. No, no. No, it's it's right here. I mean, you take this these stacks of paper. I mean, just article after article. And, you know, we just reviewed, you know, the week before last, Amy Robach with ABC News came out talking about uh, how she three years ago had this story on mm-hmm. Jeffrey Epstein. And... It was hers. Like, she had the scoop. And who's nobody knows who Jeffrey Epstein is. Nobody cares. Which, by the way, three years ago, let's not forget, Hillary Clinton was running for president. This was a timing when you could have drawn the case to the connection between Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton. Right. And that could have unraveled her candidacy very, very fast three years ago. So you have to ask yourself, if you get into the conspiracy questions— the media, which we have no question is left-leaning and, of course, are champions for the Clinton family, mm-hmm. uh, were they suppressing information about Jeffrey Epstein because it could have, in fact, and in turn, hindered Hillary Clinton's election chances? For sure. And then you, even to just widen the net there, regardless of whether you know the name or not or whether the name is a household name, this person was abusing children. So right. wouldn't that automatically like zero out any reasoning for having known this person? Like that is the primary reason you need to know the person now, yeah. regardless of whether you know who they are or not. They're abusing children. They're trafficking children. That's all you need to know. Here is a guy who who financially probably was not an actual billionaire, but he was thought of as a billionaire. 
He trafficked in very high society circles, everybody from mm-hmm. foreign dignitaries to U.S. dignitaries to, you know, U.N. members, ambassadors, uh, politicians, high up politicians. Very high up politicians. Uh, the, you have uh, you have a an airplane manifest that talks about people who have flown on mm-hmm. his so-called Lolita Express going to his island from Bill Clinton, Jimmy Buffett. Uh, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> I mean, talk about wasting away again in Margaritaville. Yeah. It brings, brings a whole new meaning. Whole new meaning to, to that blowing album. out a flip flop. And I, I'll tell you, the uh, uh, Alan Dershowitz, mm-hmm. the list goes on. And even Donald Trump. I mean, let's 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 call it where it is. You know, uh, Donald Trump did use his airplane to go from yeah. Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. He caught a ride to New York. This is, again, according to the evidence is there. Yes, yeah. In a flight log, that's the only time. Donald Trump has also said that he parted ways with, with you know, and, of course, people are always, I mean, they're always going to say things like, well, Trump said he was a pretty great guy. Okay. I, I've been around plenty of people mm-hmm. that that's just kind of what you, yeah, yeah, that's a good dude. It's a great dude. All right? I don't, that doesn't mean I hang out with him every day or right. do anything. So this is a little... To try to associate Trump into this is a little bit far-reaching, especially when it is a stated and recorded fact that he kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago years mm-hmm. ago. And he did because, actually, the origin of Virginia Roberts and how she plays into this is that she was a locker room attendant mm-hmm. at Mar-a-Lago. So yeah. Jeffrey was creeping around there and got yeah. kicked out for it. In case you weren't paying attention, the holidays are creeping up on us, and I know that sometimes it's hard to remember what you want to give as a gift to people. I got good ideas for you, and one of the coolest gifts that I love is something that I discovered not long ago. It's called iTarget Pro. It's a dry fire training system to combine smartphone technology with the industry's best laser bullet. Nobody else has come out with this before iTarget Pro. iTarget Pro takes your smartphone, and they have a proprietary app that tracks a laser bullet which fits in your gun and will detect exactly where your shots are landing on their target. Sit right there in your living room. Put the target on the wall. Dry fire. Works on your trigger pull. Makes you a better shot. iTarget Pro, completely safe. Nothing comes out of the gun. It comes in your caliber-specific laser bullet and target system. So if you use 9mm, 40 cal, 45 Heck, you can get them all. So right now, get 10% off plus free shipping with the offer code CHAD, which means you can train risk-free for 30 days. And if you're not completely satisfied, uh, you can send it back. But here's what I suggest you do. Try it. Work on it. Work on your trigger pull. Work on that muscle memory. And dry fire into the iTarget Pro. And I promise you, you go out to the range, you're going to see a big-time difference. Dry firing, anybody from the military, any firearms expert will tell you, that that type of training is going to develop the muscle memory. It's going to help with target reaction speed, slight alignment. I'm sorry, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. Plus, you're going to save a lot of money on ammo because that's a great thing. Go to itargetpro.com. That's the letter I, targetpro.com. Use offer code CHAT. I 
I, I'm not defending Trump. I'm not defending Trump's past or his character or anything like that. It, but I'm just kind of disarming the argument because everybody wants to make this like Trump was some deep, deep into this thing. Mm-hmm. Trump wasn't on Epstein's radar late in life because for Epstein, after being a convicted uh, sex sex offender, mm-hmm. he tried to rebrand himself. Oh, yeah. And by rebranding himself, it was kind of more into the tech AI and uh, science medical field. science fields. And mm-hmm. Trump's not that guy. No. He wasn't on the radar. He was more interested in the Elon Musks. Oh, yeah. He was a com- like a chameleon yeah. for like what he wanted to become. He surrounded himself with. Yeah. So, I mean, these people treated him like colleagues or mm-hmm. constituents and like an equal. And you go back in his history and nothing signifies that he should even be in the same level of an Elon Musk or a Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, there's these folks knew that, and I'm going to use my terms, that when it came to their field of study, Jeffrey Epstein was a moron. Mm-hmm. He didn't know anything. No, for sure. He's a college dropout. He couldn't even teach high school physics. He was a moron. But he was a man with money. And he, they also knew he was a man who was willing to part with his money. Mm-hmm. And these guys were willing to take it. it for pet seems. projects, yeah. You know, I've got this project going on. Uh, here's $200 million to run with. And, you know, certain people like a Stephen Hawking who are able mm-hmm. to benefit from that in certain ways. So when you're, you're right, let's go back to the Amy Robach ABC thing, which is a very telling deal. Because uh, <laughs> you're right. It's a pretty wide net when you think these are, regardless, these are children that are being mm-hmm. harmed. These are young girls yeah. that are being sex slaved. And I I will say that just uh, the other day, in good pull on this, because people say, well, why isn't anything being done about it? Well, I can tell you that uh, this is a letter from the United States Congress. Uh, this is from uh, Representative this Congressman Kevin McCarthy and uh, Mike McCall, Doug Collins who are basically saying, hey, we want to know. These are the questions they sent to ABC. They said, will ABC News provide Congress the interview Mrs. Robach conducted with the victim? Will uh, What did ABC News learn from about Jeffrey Epstein after Mrs. Robach first presented her story to executives? Who was involved in dealing this sto- uh, deciding this story was not of public interest? And what were their reasons for deciding so? Can Ms. Robach expand on the, quote, outside forces she mentioned as potentially responsible for the story not running? Was ABC News ever presented with additional evidence on Mr. Epstein from the time Ms. Robach first brought her investigation to the network and when he was ultimately arrested? And finally, were authorities alerted at any time after Ms. Robach presented ABC News executives with her reporting? If so, when and what was provided? So we brought out in the... uh, in the specials that it's this it's on everybody's hands here the guilt is on is everybody's fingerprints is on this it's shared equally among all the people who swept it under the rug refused to report on it or have been hiding these people you go to the airport they say if you see something say something Mm -hmm. if there's suspicious activity so here we started talking about this pat french who's out going to drop off some brochures for a ranch you mm-hmm. know because a rich guy from new york and and these young girls answer the door these teenagers yeah and nothing said 
Well, she doesn't know. She thinks that's his daughters and his friends. Right. She doesn't know. But here's a guy traveling around with teenagers. Yeah. I mean, this, the, the oddity of that is astounding. But that was a, a pattern, right? Yeah. We saw that from 1976 on until last year. Yeah. All the signs were there and nobody said anything or n nobody chose to say anything. Yeah. I mean, the audacity of it's crazy. I'm holding right here. This is a letter from the attorneys of Jelaine Maxwell, who, of course, Jelaine Maxwell was the, gosh, so many words I could use to describe her. I mean, they were, she was in a relationship with Epstein for a while. Then they decided to be, you know, best friends, partners in crime, quite literally. Literally. She kept a room, or not a room, she kept a whole floor in his uh, east side Manhattan mm -hmm. townhouse. And a rotating Rolodex of young girls yeah. to bring to the house. And she trained all of them yeah. in this. It's crazy to me. Just absolutely insane. But what they're wanting to do is they're wanting an opportunity to redact uh, materials and possibly even uh, pull out some names that they feel are non beneficial to the court case yeah. against her. Yeah. That's a squirrely stuff. That's a telltale sign. And at the time of this taping right now, um, that her attorney's offices have yet to return calls for questioning yeah. on that one. Uh, quite literally, no one believes Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide. Uh, and, and at the time of this taping, mm -hmm. Jelaine Maxwell's still alive. Mm -hmm. And there's now almost about to be an FBI probe into what they are calling a criminal enterprise behind his death. Yeah. What could be what a criminal criminal enterprise? The two guards that were supposed to be watching and have apparently have been mm -hmm. apprehended, brought in. Yes. They doctored their time cards mm -hmm. to say that they were checking in. I think they were supposed to check on him every 30 minutes. And then there was a span of about three hours where one of them fell asleep and one of them, I believe, left the property or was just not in and around their sanctioned area. Now, you had an interesting speculation about his cellmate. Yes. So when he was uh, he had attempted suicide, quote unquote, the week before. Is that correct? Or two weeks before? Yeah. Very close to that time. And when he was discovered. He blamed it on his cellmate, that his cellmate tried to attack him. It wasn't a suicide attempt. It was an attack. Mm -hmm. His cellmate had been in prison for killing four men. Mm. So, I mean, it wouldn't be the craziest of things. But during this time, as he was in jail, just earlier this year, he was still bribing people. He was still buying people with money yeah. because all these prisoners that he was interacting with on a day-to-day -day basis were somehow getting hundreds of dollars submitted to their commissary bank accounts every single day by the same bank account that was depositing to Epstein's. So it continues on. Yeah. Like this was going till the bitter end. So he was buying relationships even then. Oh, yeah. He was buying, which, which let's, let's again, let's back it up because that's what he did his entire life. Mm -hmm. He used money. Take it all the way back to Bear Stearns. Mm -hmm. He leaves Bear Stearns after a successful climb successful climb within the company which yeah. shocks the executives and at what after what a year he comes Only back and year. says all right i'm going to bigger and better opportunities when what happened was apparently he was taking funds from bear stearns and making loans to people he was buying influence yeah buying relationships so now 
the same deal. This guy, he knows how to do this. He's in prison. I need protection. I need influence. I need a network. So let's trade smokes. Right. That's all it took. And who knows where that led. You know what I mean? Now, I know that most folks still can't get it through their head. When we talk about the iceberg, the tip of the iceberg, what's Mm -hmm. underneath? Because you think, here's a rich guy who was a pervert, and now he's dead. End of story. There are so many connections. I'm holding, I'm looking at this article right here. Science funder Jeffrey Epstein. This is like the worst part. And, And to this day, I will find articles that list him as a billionaire financer, comma, and convicted sex offender. Yeah. Why is that not flipped? Yeah. Why is that not flipped? Or uh, philanthropist and science, you know, adversary, comma, and sex offender. Yeah. That's the wrong order. <laughs> this is something, it's written by Drew Hendricks. Uh, this, is, this is in uh, an article here. The source is uh, Forbes, actually, if I'm reading this correctly. Uh, <laughs> Science funder Jeffrey Epstein launches radical emotional software for the gaming industry. So it, virtual gaming, it, it, I mean, this guy was getting into stuff that was really kind of crazy. I mean, this stuff... Ah, another unique feature is the use of several algorithms functioning at the same time called cognitive synergy. The theory behind the synergy is that humans have multiple thought processes going on simultaneously, prioritizing ones over others in order to function. He he is uh, uh, open size, what they call it, German psychologist Dietrich Dorner's theory of animal behaviors driven by five basic needs, existence preservation, which is food, water, body, integrity. Species preservation, sexuality, reproduction, affiliation, needing to belong to a group, social interaction, certainty, the need to predict events and their consequences, competence, capacity to master problems and tasks. Each of these needs to get filled or depleted based on time and interaction with various atoms. And so it goes on and goes on and goes on. And it's like uh, the disparity between these models of our experience of the mind and the invaluable guide to follow, Jeffrey Epstein said, (laughs) It's somewhat like building a car with no instructions, but our impression of what a car can do. This guy was getting getting into not only was this weird world of reality, but he was getting into a virtual reality world. Oh yeah, and funding these things. It's very Michael Crichton. It's very like this perfect little world. He was wanting to build his own West World, right? And nothing good comes out of that. tired of overpriced greeting cards that don't say what you really want them to say look for years americans have been stuck in the greeting card section reading sappy fake messages that quite frankly are weak they look like they were written by beto's speechwriter 
Terrible. Those days are over thanks to Patriot Penguin, the first and only greeting card company for conservatives with a bigly sense of humor. Look, from birthdays to the holidays, Patriot Penguin has a huge selection of cards that will trigger your snowflake friends and relatives, plus remind the like-minded that you are totally winning. All their cards are designed and printed right here in the good old USA and ship free, and that is so important. Folks, go to Make Greeting Cards Great Again dot com right now and save 15% with the offer code CHAD. Remember, you got to place your order by December 15th to guarantee arrival before Christmas. Now, let's make giving greeting cards great again with Patriot Penguin. That's make greeting cards great again dot com. Make greeting cards great again dot com. Use offer code CHAD. I mean, th- th- I mean, this is weird stuff, but he was doing it with real human beings. Yeah. Like, this was not... And the weirdest thing is that these people just saw him as, like, one of their own. That's yeah. what baffles me. He sat on the board of, like, a Harvard Brain and Behavioral Committee Yeah, with no background in any of that. And yeah. he still has a program going on at Harvard, the um, Study for Evolutionary Dynamics, which is still alive and thriving. Yeah. And and they haven't given a dime back. They have not. Not a penny. As where MIT has gone as far as like producing a letter, apologizing for their association and encouraging those individual professors who took donations from him to give them back. Yeah. <sighs> there it just like I said, there's just so many things. Um let me just read this paragraph. Interesting idea that needs exploration. Not only is Epstein involved in the AGI, which is artificial general intelligence research being developed by Ben Gertzel of OpenCog, but also supported the artificial intelligent works of Marvin Minsky. There isn't a day that goes by that news doesn't appear discussing the case of Jeffrey Epstein and how our powerful, extremely wealthy friends have been pulling strings for him behind the scenes to make him a, quote, free man, despite the criminality of his sexual proclivities. Other than this, nothing is really known about him. Hmm. Secret Island Lolita Express visionary funding coupled with a Hong Kong-based OpenCog AGI research project. They just let it go. And as, like, dominant as he was in all these different social circles, he was throwing all these dinner parties all the time. He was obviously hanging out with people like Bill Gates and Elon Musk, who would definitely be photographed all the time no matter what. Yeah. In... Our research, there was only two videos that I found that had his actual voice. Mm -hmm. And there was only about five videos that actually existed of him moving around. Two of them were him moving out of his apartment or leaving his apartment, uh, being released from jail. And, like, the the Trump party with him at Mar-a-Lago. And, like, that's what exists of Jeffrey Epstein. That's it. Two audio recordings that I could find. I've heard him described as being agoraphobic. He didn't want to be out in the open. Mm. Uh, he wanted to be in his own little enclaves. He wanted to be in his Manhattan apartment. He wanted to be in his his on his island. I mean, you can't get any more isolated mm-hmm. than that. He wanted to be isolated in New Mexico, where he was literally surrounded by the most powerful people of New Mexico. Um, 
you, you one can only speculate why and what and and why do you desire such secrecy? It was almost like uh, <laughs> you remember you remember the movie Three Hundred mm-hmm. where they climb up to the oracles, yeah, you know, and and like these guys are hidden up on the uh, on top of the mountain and. These pervy guys are up there with the virgins, and they're they're casting these little deals. It's almost like these people of power were going to Jeffrey Epstein to get their uh, almost almost like going to to confess to the to the uh, you know going to confession in a way. Oh, yeah. A lot of these people were going to him not only for the influence and the money, but just kind of get some things off their chest. And oh, and while I'm here. Which is just very interesting. And Prince Andrew gave that interview. And it's funny because you say how kind of private he was. And he liked just being at home, staying at home. He was kind of a recluse in that way. In the interview, Prince Andrew's pressed as to why he stayed at Epstein's apartment so much. Mm -hmm. And he goes, uh, well, Epstein was never there. He was always out. He was always out doing something. He was always out with people. And that's why he stayed at the house because, you know, that was going to be the only He's like, I saw him in the hallway maybe one time, and that was his explanation for that Central Park walk that they took on the quote-unquote, you know, friendship breakup, which I don't think I've—you I, you know, who travels halfway across the country to break up with a friend? Yeah. Right? And that was the thing, too, because it was apparently over Sarah Ferguson, Fergie, who had gotten, what, like a $20,000 loan or something Yes, of that. I think it was around like $35,000. Okay, so it was closer know. to $40,000 loan, which yeah. you would think the Duchess of York uh, would be able to, you know, Fergie, the Duchess, would be able to come up with $40,000, one would assume. You would think. You, but she I doesn't mean, need a loan from Jeffrey Epstein. She also was caught on camera trying to sell access to Prince Andrew at some point. So yeah. she was a, she's a nightmare for the royal yeah. family. I mean, this Still. bitch must have been real broke. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what what is it that you got to go? I mean, she did her You're selling to the tabloids. She yeah. referred to Epstein to the tabloids as a pedophile. Yes. And then he he was trying to come after her and sue her. Mm-hmm. And then um, when she denounced him as a pedophile in the tabloids, she goes, I'm going to pay him back. And that will be my last interaction with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, and then, you know, and Andrew, what he says is he comes out. And again, we're not speculating anything. We're just saying what these people have said. You know, he comes out and says, oh, no, I've got to defend her so that's the end of our relationship you know i'm now me and jeffrey we don't have anything to do with it Mm -hmm. but i mean there's pictures of women you know obviously and andy's having a good time he's he's out now whether he was with epstein or not he's a party boy he definitely is he's he's always been known as the the royal party boy of course he was the party boy before prince harry was the party boy that's where he learned you took the words right out of my mouth i wasn't gonna throw harry under the bus but you did it (laughs) um but yeah yeah and so, it's so crazy because he talks about in that same interview how um, him and the Duchess had worked out a, a plan that if one of them w- was away, the other one was with the children. Yeah. And since that time, there's so many timeline pictures of like her being in India and him being in the United States, like mm-hmm. polar opposite regions. Like that was not a thing. And uh, that interview is really something to watch because for someone as polished as a member of the royal family. Poor Andy was flailing. I don't party. And then uh, we just got news at the time of this filming that he's going to take a step back. Yeah. In fact, let's pull up that headline. Public life. Pull up that headline right now. It says, uh, it just popped up on my phone, Prince Andrew to step back from public duties 
after fallout from interview about Jeffrey Epstein relationship. Now, as soon as that came out, you sent me a text message and you said, oh, boy. You said it's almost like they just said, here, yeah, Andy, go for it. Yes, because she brings up the royal family. I watched the interview as soon as it came out. She brings up the royal family about four or five times. And as soon as the royal family is mentioned, he's very quick to shut it down. Yeah. So I think he was just sent out as the sacrifice. And, you know, because yeah, they've it, done a lot to help his public image, including inviting Sarah Ferguson to come back and live with him at the compound. And she's living in the <laughs> she's living there, which never happens. They wouldn't have done that with any other royal wife at all, no. especially letting her keep her title unheard of. I, I, I and, and the reason I mean, Jeffrey Epstein, let's let's talk about influence. Uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein. I just like a lot of people still speculate how Jeffrey Epstein got into Bill Clinton's orbit. Mm-hmm. All right, let's bring it home. You know, apparently it goes all the way back to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. He's a contributor to Bill Clinton's reelection campaign. Correct. In Arkansas. Uh, why? I mean, why? Okay, I don't think that. I'm not making an accusation here, but I think I think pretty much everybody comes to an agreement that Bill Clinton is a philanderer. I think that's be- I think, basically I think like the general much consensus. Everybody knows that Bill Clinton is the way he is. Like I think that the only great thing that would have been about Hillary Clinton winning the election is she would have had to sit at that desk every day. <laughs> Oh, as, that's just like, a, as a daily reminder of what happened. Um, I mean, and he wasn't just like, you know, some cool guy playing saxophone on Arsenio. No. He was. Nobody. I mean, I mean, Bill Clinton was. Look, Bill Clinton, I, I'm going to say something that you may or may not agree with, and I really don't care. Bill Clinton might have been one of the most intelligent presidents we've ever had. I mean, just in terms of pure IQ. Right. Um. But a dumbass. Hey, imagine your cell phone as a voting booth, and every time you make a call or use your phone, you're voting for impeachment, open borders, gun confiscation. Or abortion is a horrible thought, but that's essentially what you are doing whenever you spend money with cell phone companies that hate everything you believe in. <laughs> Listen, add insult to injury on that, and these cell phone character carriers have all kinds of hidden fees, like AT and T's administrative fees that they're currently getting sued over. Compare that with Patriot Mobile, the nation's only conservative phone company who is not only supporting your values with no hidden fees, but for a limited time, giving you a free Moto Z3 when you open a new line. That's right. You heard me correct. You will get a free phone. And Moto Z3, this offer is only valid through Cyber Monday when you call 877-367-7524. Switching is easy. You're going to get reliable 4G LTE nationwide service for as low as $25 a month while helping to preserve the country we all love. So go to patriotmobile.com slash beck. 
PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call their U.S. based team, 877 367 7524. That's 877 367 7524. But you go early back into the Clinton Foundation years, and there's Jeffrey Epstein. Um, they're there 2002. Uh, they're in Brunei. Uh, they're there uh, 2002. They're New York Magazine about, you know, this trip. Clinton praised Epstein as a highly successful financier and committed philanthropist. Uh, a philanthropist. Polit- <laughs> yeah, he's a real giver. Politico recently claimed that Clinton and Epstein connected in the First few years after the president left office, citing people who know those involved. Uh, uh, the article pegged Maxwell as the glue. Jelaine Maxwell, of course, the two men together. Clinton's daughter Chelsea is the tie between the president, the British socialite Jelaine Maxwell. Uh, she was at Chelsea Clinton's wedding. Uh, I would like I, I if Jelaine's listening, come on the show. I won't. I won't. I won't ask you anything incriminating. I, I tell you what. I would like to do. I just want to see just how charismatic this human human being is. Uh, Delane. Yeah. I've seen a video of her, and she was giving a speech on her charity called the Terramar Project. Yeah, well, helped, she's saving the oceans. Yeah, she's saving the oceans one piece of plastic at a time, and she. It's very weird. She has a very weird energy and a very weird vibe. Mm. It's just not what you would expect from a British socialite, to be honest. Yeah. It's very strange. You know, and they say that Bill Clinton uh, has that ability to make you feel like you're the only person in the room. Um, I know people who have interacted with Bill Clinton and uh, – quit giggling and, – and how he just knows how to make a person feel like they're the only person. You know, he's that charismatic and that – so there's a weird little charm going on here amongst these people. Same with Epstein. Same with Epstein. If these people could open up to somebody who literally could offer them nothing. Yeah. You go back to 1993, they hosted uh, Bill and Clinton, uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton, <laughs> hosted a reception for supporters who'd contribute to White House renovations. Mm-hmm. Uh, nearly $400,000 overhaul. New gold draperies, 13-color woven rug for the Oval Office, funded entirely by donations to the White House Historical Association. And uh, one of the big contributors to that was none other than Jeffrey Epstein. Um, And again, it's all about him lining up the chess pieces for his benefit. Yeah. So, So again, I just go back to, these are just little things. I go back to saying, here's a guy, you say, well, he was a pervert, now he's dead. Yeah, but is he? Uh, and I don't mean physically. I just mean Izzy. Uh, Donald Trump called him a terrific guy. Uh, he, he sent um, a copy of his book, Art of the Deal, signed copy. Uh, Alan Dershowitz has come out and said that every um, first draft of every book that he's written, he sends to Epstein first. Yeah. Uh his name shows up again in the Clinton Library archives in a letter, 1995, to Lynn Forrester, to President William T. Clinton. Um, ah, it goes so deep. Dear Mr. President, uh, this is Forrester de Rothschild. 
Dear Mr. President, it was a pleasure to see you recently at Senator Kennedy's house. There was too much to discuss and too little time. Using my 15 seconds of access to discuss Jeffrey Epstein and currency stabilization, <laughs> I neglected to talk to you about a topic near and dear to my heart, namely affirmative action in the future. So, you currency. know what? I couldn't talk affirmative action with you. I, it was just caught up with Epstein. Which is just so strange all the way around. And if you go back into his little black book of names, which is like a 100-page document, front and back, yeah. that is um, someone had to literally type each of those things out. Um, but he has a bunch of Kennedys and Rothschilds. And yeah. the Rothschilds are no, you know, clean family themselves. But no. In fact, Forster to Rothschild, uh, you know, the party on Martha's Vineyard for Lord Rothschild mm -hmm. says to Alan Dershowitz, I have this friend. He really would like to meet you. Um, and, and I mean, we could do a whole nother series on the Rothschilds parties and, that and they would Dershowitz, throw. Yeah, we could. And, and Dershowitz <laughs> goes on to be his attorney mm -hmm. in his case yeah. of becoming a. And, and by the way, not only are you a registered sex offender. But you're supposed to report in. Never at any time did he report in no. as a registered sex offender. Skated Whoops. clean through it. And they let him. Yeah. They let him just do it. And that was from the very, very beginning. People were willing to let him slide under the radar and, you know, break any rules that he seemed fit. And the funniest part about it was last or earlier this year when the flight manifests were mm -hmm. made public, before they were even made public, Bill Clinton came out and like said that he had ne never had anything to do with anything that was happening on the plane. And all you could think of was like, we didn't say what happened on the plane yet, Bill. What are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoa, Billy. Said... <laughs> Whoa, Billy. Pull the reins back, Billy. You get the point, folks. And we could belabor this forever. I mean, look at look at the stacks. Look at I the mean, stacks. This is just. A small I mean, I mean, there, there, you, we could go on and on and on. The issue is not, the issue is not the individual names. The issue is not the individual institutions and organizations. The issue is an ABC that buried the thing, and, mm -hmm. and it's crazy. Tucker Carlson was absolutely right when he says they're more interested in the whistleblower than they are than what was going on yeah. than the actual Epstein case itself. The issue is, it goes on. People have protected it. We live in a country that is that is full of people of power who have protected it. Mm -hmm. We live in the age of Me Too. We live in the age of Harvey Weinstein, Matt Lauer, Kevin Spacey. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. Bill Cosby, Michael Jackson, whatever. Bill Cosby, um, I'm still looking into this, but I believe he is the neighbor directly across from Jeffrey Epstein. You better shut up now, girl. <laughs> I mean, that was a really bad... Never mind. You got to put the pill in the pudding. It's just a really bad block to live on, you know? Yeah. So he lived across the street from the Huxtables. I'm pretty sure. It was either the same street or directly across. Oh, boy, howdy. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm just glad. I just, I'm just glad we got it out there. Let the chips fall where they may. Um, Hopefully there's a lot of them. If you see something, say something, folks. I, I don't say that lightly. If you see something, say something. Um, you never know. You never know because it's happening in a big, big way in this country. And it's still happening. It's still happening. 
you don't you want to talk about kids south of the border you want to talk about using utilizing kids to come across the border seeking asylum uh, uh these people that are that are in southeast asia mm-hmm. it's bad it's horrible you know we worked for for a long time with orphanages in in thailand the, the, we were working especially with six to nine year old girls because we knew if they didn't get the help they were orphans and they were going to wind up in prostitution um it's a bad deal bad bad deal so thank you for gathering all of this dirty laundry anytime that we could just throw out there uh if you haven't seen the this has been a very big break from our norm of how we do things uh, we showed kind of our serious side yep. in that, which is very difficult for me to do. But I felt <laughs> like, you know, when, when we talked about this project originally, I just felt like it was something we needed to really pursue. And there was, as you said before, in the, in the finale of the series, um, there's a little hesitation from some higher people about, like, if we should do this at all just because of the caliber yeah. of the stuff we're revealing. And I, you know, asked you every single day before filming you good with this? Well, and anybody that's been involved with this project, if anybody came in and sat in the studio or whatever, I said, you just understand, we're not joking here. We're, we're, no. This is a serious deal. And if you and if you came in to be party time mom, this is not going to be those episodes. Mm-mm. We've got plenty of time to do that. This is a non-party time zone. Um, but it, the thing that bugged me the most was the fact that the media is not talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's been swept under the rug. Nobody wants to come back to this and deal with it. And I'm one of those guys that's willing to storm hell with a water pistol. And that's what we did. You, I said, you gather the stuff. Let's go over it. Let's work with it. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to educate myself as much as I can do without feeling disgusting. And, I, I mean, we talked about this three months ago. So yeah. this started back then. Well, as soon as he died, really. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, what, August 10th. Yep. So as soon as he was dead, supposedly, uh you know, and then all of a sudden, all of the conspiracies started coming out. I've heard yeah. everything from people saying, "No, the face you saw that was actually, um, um, uh, what's what's the chef Anthony, Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain?" You know, and all this crazy nonsense. And you know, the nose is different, the ears different, and all mm-hmm. that. Okay, 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 okay. He had a body double. Yeah, That's, and I mean, and look, I still want to do an episode where we kind of rate the memes, uh-huh. you know, because there's some funny memes out there. I, I one mean, of the best ones, and I posted it last night. Uh-huh. Of course, this was a week ago. Uh, was was a game of hangman, and yes, it had I the saw. dashes <laughs> and one apostrophe in there. Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> there's been one in Braille. Uh, it's it's you know we've got the we've had the shirts that say Epstein didn't kill himself. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, there, there's no way. I just have no, there's nothing you can tell me to convince me that the man, this man who was buying influence even while he was in prison. Oh, of course. Yeah. It did not end. There was no end for him. He did not kill himself. He was doing everything he can to maintain even then his same grandmaster chess move influence. Mm-hmm. To stay alive. And even though there's been a supposed checkmate, yeah. there's still all those other players left on the board yeah. that are untouched. And the king's influence still spreads. And let me tell you, oh, yeah. he, he, you never know. He had already gotten off once. Oh, several times. He'd already gotten off once. So, uh, yeah, so he's already been he'd already been uh, you know acquitted before a registered sex offender who didn't even have to report. Mm-mm. So he, he'd, not, he'd already pled not guilty. Maybe he gets off on a technicality this time around. Maybe he, he take it to trial. Let the jury decide. 
Let this thing go. Why kill yourself? A man like Jeffrey Epstein, the stuff we've uncovered, Mm -hmm. a guy who's willing to risk it all and live his life out in the wide open with his deepest, darkest secrets. Why is it that this time? Like now, he's not ashamed. No. He's been freaking telling us for years. Right out in the open. So, like, if if he did kill himself, what was it about this trial that was going to bring him down? Right? Nothing. Right. He did. He wasn't married. Mm-mm. He didn't have children. No. He's got a brother. Right. Who is suspected to be inheriting some of this stuff eventually. Yeah. No, Epstein didn't kill himself. We'll just leave it with that. All right, girl. Until <laughs> the next crazy tale comes along. Until next time. Yeah. Yeah. Candice, the queen of the <laughs> Ethiopians and the puppet master, Mark. I don't want to leave you out over there, Mark. I know you don't have the camera on yourself. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, do you? There you are. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. I can't leave Mark out. Mark's been willing to put his he- uh, head on the block, too. So, good job, buddy. It's been a good life. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, man. It's okay. We got Glenn Beck to protect us. Yeah, I was going to say we can, well, I don't want to make a claim, but we could offer up some of Beck's money, you know, in turn, if anybody knows where Ghislaine Maxwell is. Yeah. I'm sure Glenn Beck would gladly give at least a million. You know how Glenn is a collector, like R2-D2 showed up here and yeah. C-3PO's on its Just way a and normal... the Darth Vader stuff? I want Epstein's penis. I think we need Epstein's penis. I mean, if it's cryogenically frozen. No? You got nothing on that? We need Epstein's head and Epstein's penis. I'll look in the Reddits. See, see if anybody has access to that in Reddit. Reddit has everything. That's a deep rabbit hole there. It is. I mean, spend 30 minutes on there and yeah. I'm no. scared too. We'll see if we can find anything. I'm scared too. <laughs> I sit there and say I'll, you know, run in where angels fear to tread, but I don't want to get on Reddit. <laughs> crazy. It's so but crazy. All you millennials on I there. I literally requested like the flight manifest PDF and somebody dropped it to me in like five minutes. It was How like long a was it? How long? You're talking about the Lolita Express. Yes, How long it was, was it? It was like 700 pages. I was going to print it out, but then I think I'll get my printer privileges taken away here. I would say I am ashamed of you. I've already done know, a lot. Look at all this. Look at all the paper everywhere. I mean, just everywhere. Okay. We're out of here. Thanks for hanging out with us. Share it with your friends because this is an important subject. Uh, we joke, we kid, but that's what we do. But at the same time, it matters. It really does matter. So, as you know, we love y'all or we wouldn't be doing this. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Bye.